Hunters Weekly. This is week 11 of the 2021 season. We are out at long last live on YouTube. It's Thursday night, and we are talking about your 15th ranked Charlotte 49ers baseball team. As always, this is Nick, joined by Kevin. What's up, Donner Nation? Live from Norfolk, Virginia, <laughs> Coach Woody. Everybody. And behind the scenes, making it all happen, producer Brad. Hey, hey. All right. We got a lot to talk about. We got to get Coach Woody in bed. He's got like <laughs> baseball to play tomorrow and stuff. So let's get into this. We appreciate everybody tuning in. If you are listening live on YouTube, chime in in the chat function and say hello. We know you're out there. Thanks for staying up with us. You can also hit us up on Twitter during the show. Questions and comments, always welcome. So what I'm going to drop out here, I know I appreciate everybody being patient and wait, waiting on us to get on here. Um, Coach Woody's not going to say this, but I am. Um, we appreciate him coming on so much every week. And this dude has been on a bus all day with baseball <laughs> players. Got to Norfolk, went to practice, conducted practice, got back to the hotel. I don't even know, Coach, if you've had dinner yet or not. But when he's done with this, we're trying to talk him into going to bed. He's saying he's going back over there to work on some Old Dominion game notes after this. So <laughs> this dude is, I mean, he, he's hes like the Energizer Bunny, and we can't thank him <laughs> enough for taking a little bit of time to uh, uh baseball. So, no, there. it's awesome. I, I look forward. I look forward to this every week, and uh, it's a big, you know, it's a big part of of connecting with everyone. And and I love talking about our players and our program, and you know, the people that listen to this this program and this podcast are the biggest supporters of our pro of our program, and they care the most. So, you know, it's the least least we can do to to come on here and, and talk Niner baseball. All right, Coach, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we got a little clip we want to play from, from you. Uh, this is from last week's show. We got a clip. Producer Brad's going to play it for us, and then we're, gonna, we're just going to jump in from there. So, cool. Producer Brad, what you got for us? You know, I would, I'll spread it to our fan base and all of our supporters. Like, like, let's have that mindset. What if tomorrow goes great? What if this weekend goes great? What if the rest of the season goes great? You know, let's just keep going. How'd it go, coach? Went great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I mean, you know, we've got we've got so much belief in in our players and you know, this coaching staff and the support staff and all the week all the week, you know, all the work that's been done leading up to this pat last weekend and Tuesday that, you know, it's time to play. I mean, it's April 29th. You know, this is time to play it's practice is important training is important um rest is important all those things are important but you know this time of year you want to play baseball and you want to play high level baseball like you want to play the best of the best and you want to be in meaningful games so you know that's that's we're in the thick of it right now and it's a lot of fun so we're we're gonna go we're gonna kind of walk through these. Um, it's such a exciting week of baseball, uh, and, and believe me, we'll we'll get to get to Tuesday night because your perspective on that is going to be fantastic. I know a lot of people are anxious to hear hear how that went. Uh, but let's go back. Let's go back to last weekend. Uh, Friday, unusual, uh, long day of baseball, um, back to back. 
uh, back-to-back games, uh, 18 innings of baseball on Friday, uh, starting with McGowan. And uh, as he's done all season, Bryce kind of came out and set the tone there um, on, on Friday afternoon. Yeah, no, I mean, he, 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 he did what Bryce does. He gives us six strong innings. He puts us in a position to win. Um, and, you know, virtually each and every time, I think, you know, one pitch, uh, their hitter put a really good swing on, right. That, that landed, you know, just over, just over the wall. I mean, it scraped it and, but that, you know, that's how it goes against really good teams. And, um, to your point, he set the tone for us and he's done that each and every week for us. And, uh, I thought he raised his ceiling. I thought he, I thought when I meant, when I said that, I think I said that earlier in the week to somebody, um, when I thought Bryce raised his ceiling was the glimpses of his best pitches were at a higher level. They were, his fastball was even more elite at times. His slider was even more elite at times and his changeup was even more elite at times. Um, not necessarily that he was, it was, you know, his best performance. Cause I don't think he would say that. Um, but there was, there were stretches where the the way the ball was coming out of his hand was, was at another level. Um, so that was great to see as far as trending, you know, trending up as the, uh, as we get into May here and start playing even more meaningful games. That was great. Yeah. Coach, you said, uh, Bryce set the tone on the mound offensively would definitely set the tone in the first inning. Uh, Gruber led off with a walk, then a, a double from Knight, which is odd. And then a three run mm-hmm. blast from, from, uh, from McCabe just uh, put us up three, nothing right out the gate. Um, I think we we barreled up a lot of balls in that first inning. I thought we were going to um, score a lot of runs on that day, the first game. Talk about the offense uh, in that first inning, uh, setting the tone, coach. Yeah, no, they did. You know, our, our guy, our, our those guys did a tremendous job. It's hard to believe that was our only home run on the weekend, I believe. Um, but we did hit ten doubles and we hit two ninety five um, for the weekend, and and did a lot of things well offensively, and, and it all started right there. So, um, you know, that was, that was certainly great to see. And it lets our pitching staff not relax, but it, let, it gives us a little bit more freedom to be a little bit more aggressive to the edges and a little bit more aggressive on some chase. And um, so that was great. You got the – talked about the pitching. You talked about the offense and, and then defensively. Um, made some great plays in that game. Uh, one that comes to mind was the, the, the Elwood throw to, to McKeith and the, get the, the tying run at the plate in that eighth inning. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's that's a game that's a game winning championship type play uh, by Todd, and and the throw was perfect. And for Aaron to hang on to it and be in the position that he was in to put the tag on, it was just tremendous. I mean, we it's so cool from the coaching's perspective is because you know every day in practice we do team fundamental drills, and and those team fundamental drills there's a you know it's all defense oriented with the full team. And we basically run through sets of four situations. And one of the last situations we do is, is an outfield do or die play. And we do it every day virtually. And um, the biggest thing we emphasize is finishing the play, like finish. Cause a lot of times it's a guy will, will he'll close on the ball quick, like Todd did. And he'll get rid of the ball quick, like Todd did. And he'll make a great throw online like Todd did. But then, you know, like in practice, like, it's really easy to like ball kicks off the top of the glove or, you know, whatever it may be, you just don't quite finish that play. And, and, and Aaron did it, you know, 
I mean, he did. He, he, he finished it, and um, it was great seeing all the guys react and get fired up, and, and you know, that, that gave us a ton of momentum for not only the rest of that game, but for the rest of the weekend. I, I don't want to be – I guess I am, but I don't want to be overly dramatic about this, but, I mean, that's one of the key plays of the season right now. I mean, yep. isn't it? I mean, that's every season you get like four or five plays that are just like the 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 ones the deciding plays, and and that's one of them right now. Absolutely, you know. I mean, it's and we've talked about it on previous in previous weeks how for us to go where we want to go, we can't dribble the ball at half court. We have to go. We have to attack the game. We have to make things happen. And you know, if if Woody's conservative there and he sits back and you know doesn't have I mean, he sold out to close on it. He sold out to get rid of it, and he made a great throw, and AMAC hung in there and made a great tag. Like, you know, there was that sense of urgency to make a play by everybody involved. And, uh, you know, that's what it takes. That's it, it, that's what it takes is if that ball is five feet to the right or five feet to the left or kicks out of AMAC's glove, it changes everything, you know. And, and you know, that's how this time of year, that's – I hate to say it, but – that's what's required to go where we want to go. Like the, those, and, and, and I'm not, and I don't mean that in the sense of, you know, yes, that's what, you know, like that's what we have to do, but I mean it in the sense of, you know, the places we want to go as a team and a program, you know, those are, you know, we've got to step up, you know, we've got to step up and, um, or I should better say when we have the opportunity to step up, we do it. Yeah, that was, I mean, that, and just for, for a long time followers of the program, there's just something special about watching an Elwood host somebody from the outfield. That's been going on at the Hayes for a long, long time. (laughs) (laughs) And Elwood just absolutely hosing somebody and the Keith and making that, making the tag huge stuff. So (laughs) we move on, um, we move on to game two. And Morosis Morosis uh, gives us a good start, but they kind of shifted their. Correct me if I'm wrong, Coach, but they kind of shifted their order around a little bit. Went with Gregory in Game Two, and Gregory came in and really did. I mean, he's a phenomenal pitcher, and he gave us he gave us all we wanted in Game Two. Yeah, he's really good. Um, I mean, he's one of the best pitchers in our conference, and we knew that was going to be a challenge. And, and like you said, I thought Austin looked really good. I thought he looked, I thought his stuff looked as good as as it's been, um, you know, again, I think if you could just go through pitch by pitch and delete about five, it's, I mean, he, he probably throws, you know, I think he went five innings, you know, he probably, he probably goes seven, seven shutout innings, maybe gives up a run. If you could just delete five pitches. I mean, it's that the, the, the difference between, you know, his outing, the results of his outing and really, going toe to toe with Gregory or even out pitching Gregory in that outing is probably like five, maybe six pitches. Um, I mean, so it's, um, I know he was frustrated, um, but, but he's had the look of a man on a mission uh, since he came out of that game. And since he walked in the weight room Saturday. So I'm excited. He's probably, honestly, that's probably the start I'm most looking forward to this weekend is Austin Rose's. Yeah, that would be – well, we're looking forward to that too. <laughs> we're looking forward to them all. So, yeah. with that, you know, and that's just – we almost get back in that game 
frankly. I mean, it, it, the, the, the air in the stadium, uh, the, the, you know, it was kind of like, eh, everybody, you know, kind of got lulled in, but all of a sudden two week, two innings in a row, we bring the, we bring the tying run to the plate right there at the end. So that game, um, it, it, it got really competitive at the end. Um, so the guy showed plenty of fight there. It was great. Um, then Saturday, you guys worked out in, <laughs> in the indoor facility while it rained. Um, I, I think the, that day off right there, I know that's not normal, but it happened for the obvious reasons, but I think that day off right there changed the complexion of the series. Um, what, do, what do you think? Yeah, no question. I mean, it's uh, I mean, four game series is it's a gauntlet. There's no getting around it. However, having the having a full day to really, you know, you go really long day on Friday, but then you get to regroup, recover, regain plan, and you know, get back out on Sunday and have another long day. Cause these days are long, no matter what, even if you play one, like tomorrow's going to be a long day. We leave the hotel at 1130. We play at three. We're not going to come home until eight o'clock at night, eight 30, you know? So it's whether you play, whether you play one nine inning or two nine innings, you know, it's a long day for these guys. So having a day of, of recovery like that, it changes it. I also think it changed, changed. And we talked about it as a coaching staff, we felt like, you know, we feel like in this format this weekend where you play nine on Friday, two on Saturday or two sevens on Saturday and a nine on Sunday, we feel like more often than not, it's going to come down to the bullpens more often than not. Um, And, you know, because, you know, especially because on Saturday, you know, it's a double header. So more than likely you're not going to throw certain reliever, you know, your relievers two times in one day. And some of your, some, some guys probably through the day before. So it's really going to, it's really going to push your, your bullpen depth. Now the two nines on Friday, you can kind of game plan your relievers a little bit more and then they get a day to recover. And then you have two sevens on Sunday, which we saw. And you said, you know, you know, you might get one, you might get a complete game. It's up to bank on two, but um, you know, it's uh it's a little bit less. So we felt like with the format of two nines, day off, two sevens, we thought that it, it was more going to come down to the starting pitchers. We felt like we felt like the, the team, the team that gets the best starts on the mound, more than likely if it's even offensively and which it which it pretty much was, um, you know, and well, I give us the nudge on offense, but um you know, if it's even on defense and it's even on base running, then it's going to, and even bullpens, it's going to come down to, it's going to come down to starting pitching in that format. So, um, you know, and I felt like, like I said, Austin Morozes, he's, he's probably five or six pitches away from having a really, really strong start. And then we got a really good start from Bryce and then, you know, um, exceptional starts from Andrew and Brooksy. Yeah, well, and I know Kevin wants to get in here and talk about uh, the the offensive output on uh, on Sunday with the with the doubleheader with the two sevens. But just go ahead briefly and 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 jump on uh, the the topic of the starting pitching on Sunday. Uh, I said at the time, and I I still I don't know that someone out there may uh, may have a, a an idea, a better idea than this one. But if if we have had two starting performances on the same day that match up to those, 
because Lindsay was was fantastic. And I just remember thinking in between games, if Matt can do anywhere near that, then we're in great shape. And son of a gun, Matt just came out like it was. I mean, it, 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 probably behind the scenes, maybe you could clue us in on this. You know, if Andrew and, and Matt are competing behind the scenes with each other, like anything you can do, I can do better. But uh, Andrew was phenomenal. And then Matt just was, I mean, this was Matt Brooks of, um, heck, this was Matt Brooks of 2018. Uh, <laughs> just a, a phenomenal start from him. Yeah, just, um, I mean, gosh, Andrew went, Andrew's the one pitcher on our staff that I feel, I feel comfortable extending into that 120, 130 plus range. Um, he's just, he's kind of built for it. He's kind of trained for it. Um, I mean, heck, his, not, I think like his 105th, 106th fastball was 96. And he long tosses all the time. And he's just like a, he's just a long, like if I look at, I look at pitchers a lot like runners. Like, uh, some guys are sprinters. Some guys are distance sprinters. Some guys are distance runners and, you know, all whatever, you know, and then there's other types too, but, you know, you know, Lindsay is Lindsay's the, the, the pitcher that he can, he can go at a, he can, he can, he can go at a high pace for a long time and hold it. Um, you know, so, you know, he'd be the equivalent of our mar- our marathon runner. Like he can, he can go a long time. It's, it's not a, it's not a, and he can get stronger as he goes. Um, I think know, he was that, still touching 94 in that last inning, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, he can, yeah, he, he can. And, and I, you know, if I went out there and I, honestly, if I went out there and I took a mound visit and I said, Hey, this is your last hitter. This is your, you know, at 125 pitches, and I said, "Hey, this is your last hitter. Empty the tank." He'd probably hit 96. He'd probably hit, you know, he'd probably go 95, 96, 96 to empty the tank. You know, he's just got. He's that kind of competitor. He's that kind of um, that pitcher who, who, you know, gets stronger as the game goes. And he was just such a warrior. Um, you know, he was such a warrior. And I was. We were doing all we could to try to let him finish it right there. And but once we got to that, once we got to that matchup and we had Lothus available and he was ready and he was fresh, um, as much as we would like to say, have saved Christian for the next game, uh, we actually said in the dugout, we, you know, I mean, heck, Matt Brooks might throw, you know, Matt Brooks might throw a complete game, you know, and then we've saved, you know, and so CeeLo came in and threw four pitches and slammed the door and Brooksy. Mm-hmm did what, you know, was, was vintage, uh, Matt Brooks. And honestly, that was, that was one of the best performances I've seen in my 10, you know, 10, 11 years coaching. It really was. I don't care to give up a solo home run. Don't like, that was one of the best pitch games I have seen since I've been, since I've been a coach. It was awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a great day of pitching. Um, you, you do all this work. You got the the bullpens fresh for Sunday, and then we use them for one out. And I know that that's got to be a great feeling. Um, you know, well, when that you, you uh, got so much big starts out of those guys. Yeah, I mean, it set a, it put us in a position for Tuesday. You know, I mean, that's where 
that's where it translates. I mean, not that we, not that we wouldn't have been able to win on Tuesday had we had to use our bull, you know, those guys on Sunday. Cause we had other, we have other guys that are certainly capable of, of doing, doing that. But um, I mean, those, that's every, you know, guys stepping up this time of year, it dominoes, it dominoes into some other successes. Um, and other guys see, you know, other guys, you know, other guys watch Brooksy and how he goes about it. And there's guys, there's guys, you know, there's young guys like Gus Hughes and Spencer Geesting, and they're probably watching and saying, you know, I can do that. And that builds confidence throughout a pitching staff. So, um, you know, it was just so great. It, it was, I was so proud of, of Matt and, um, and Aaron McKeithen and, and Jacob Whitley, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's the battery, the battery combination of those guys. Um, you know, the work that they're putting in is, is huge. Yeah, I mentioned offensively uh, in, in game three, uh, we kind of traded runs a little bit early, but then we had a big fifth inning. Uh, I think Knight uh, had the big hit with the bases loaded, the, the bases clearing double. I think that was the, uh, the exclamation point on the victory. And then in, in the second game, uh, we scored one in the first, and then we had a huge second inning. I think Elwood had a ribby, Lolly had a ribby, and Butch – had an RBI. I think McKeithen had a couple good hits in there. Then um, ODU had a, a crucial error that led to three hundred runs. Uh, I think we put up six in the second, and then it was just uh, cruise control from there. It seemed like um, Matt was hitting on all cylinders, so it was uh, it was a great feeling uh, watching that that game wind down. Yeah, no, it was great. Like you said, I mean, and guys strung it together. They strung it together all weekend against a really good pitching staff and a really good team. Uh, I mean, Nick Pantos for them, he's throwing, you know, we'll see him again this weekend. And I mean, Pantos and Gregory, those, no discredit to their other two stars, but those, those two guys are really, really good. Um, you know, you're, you're going to see those guys get picked, you know, professionally and, and probably turn on TV in a couple of years and see those guys pitch in the big leagues. I mean, they, they, they're really good pitchers. So big weekend, Niners get three out of four. Um, and really puts puts the the club in in the driver's seat in the conference standings. Um, another big weekend, which we'll talk about, of course. But um, so many eyeballs were on this series nationally, um, as far as you know, who was going to get the upper hand, who was going to um, you know, how, how are these two ranked teams going to come out against one another? And as you said, what if it goes great? And it did. So this, this opens up, I mean, listening to national podcasts and reading articles, I mean, you know, people are talking about the Charlotte 49ers and people are talking about the Charlotte 49ers potentially being in position to host, which is, you know, and, and all time, all these, it's the highest ranking in program history. It's, you know, I mean, I, I seriously, seriously, I had a, I had one of those just moments at my desk this work <laughs> where they're going, where, you know, they're, they're discussing, you know, listen to like D one podcast, their nerd cast. Oh, Charlotte's definitely on that host line. Oh, just no, uh, you know, said just matter of fact, Oh, you know, Charlotte right now, you got it. They're in there. They're, they're you know, you're talking about changing mindset. I'm just sitting there like, holy crap, I can't believe I'm sitting here listening to this. This is <laughs> unbelievable, you know? Uh, and I know, I know, you said that stuff that's off, you know, that's that's off the radar for you as it should be. But but on yeah. this side of things, we listen to all that stuff. We read all that stuff. We're consuming all that information. And yeah. to hear people, you know, just just let it rolls off the tongue so easy. Oh, yeah, Charlotte, yeah, put them on the host line. 
for sure with what they're doing right now. Can you believe that? You got three out of four. I mean, no brainer. So cool stuff. Now cool. we need to talk about, we need to talk about Tuesday night. Okay. And it's an awesome game. Okay. And we're going to talk about that, but let's start with you. Okay. I, I know you don't like talking about you, but <laughs> you want to talk about your guys. I know. And we're, we're going to do it, but let's just, let's just spend a minute, step out of character for a minute. And just talk about your experience going back, going back to that that place, that town, that campus, that stadium, the whole thing, and, and just just Robert Woodard's experience being back there in that environment. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's hard to put into words, Nick. I mean, it really is. I mean, I've, I've I told Foxy after the game when I was talking about it. It was, you know, it's just. I don't know. I think everybody's got certain places in their life that when you go, when you go there, you know, whether it's the house you grew up in or where you went to college or what, you know, there's, 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 I think everybody's got a place or two. That's just, it just, you know, it's just special, you know, it's just special. And, you know, for me, my two places are Charlotte, North Carolina, where I grew up and, Went to, you know, went to elementary, middle school, and high school and made my closest friends. And my second place is Chapel Hill, where I went to college and spent four years as a player and five years as an assistant coach. So I've spent, you know, good part of, you know, two-thirds of my life, you know, in those two places and nine years, nine to ten years in Chapel Hill, um, virtually with the same, you know, most of the same people um, with Coach Fox and Coach Forbes and being the – kind of the central figures and you know the the cool thing for me is I, I i went to unc the fall of 2003 so that means that i got to get to know all the guys from like that like 2000 2001 2002 teams that were older and then i was in the program through 2007 so that's basically 2000 2007 i know or you know come across every single player in that program in that in that window and then I played minor leagues for two and a half years and I came back and coached in 10. So I still pretty much stayed connected with everybody in that program from that, that little two and a half year stint, I was in the minor leagues, but then from 2010 to 2012, um, you know, I, I started coaching. So pretty much everybody at UNC from 2010 to 2012. And then, you know, the next two or three years after that, I, you know, whether I helped recruit or, even as the volunteer, you know, there's just, there's long, pretty much from 2000 to 2021 is what I'm trying to say is like, like I've pretty much, you know, played with coached, befriended, recruited, <laughs> uh, just about every single player. Um, and, and then worked with or played for every single coach in that program, you know, for, in some capacity, just because of the timing of my, I stays there. So again, long story short, I've, I've got a lot of memories there. Um, I've made a lot of friends there. Um, you know, I've had some incredible highs and some incredible lows. That's part of it too. It's like when you get, when you get your heart broken, uh, you know, in two national championships that for that forms a special bond with a lot of people because, you know, we all went through it together. Um, so, you know, it's just, uh, my first home is Charlotte. My second home is Chapel Hill. And the world, those worlds collided for me when, uh, and I'm very thankful to, to 
to be on the bus that I was on and coming in the visitor section and walking down the visitor side and, and being in that, you know, being in the dugout I was in, I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, because I, I love everything about this group of guys, this team, this program, this city, this university, and everything that's going on right now. It is, it's special. So, um, but those worlds collided and uh, I couldn't be more proud of, of our team and, and the level of play they played. They didn't just win, they played really well. And that's, and that's what I'm most proud about. Kevin, what was that stat you had? Was 22-0 and 0 as a starter at, at, at the Bosch? And now one and zero as a head coach. Am I getting that right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah so, I remember the starts. Oh, that I, should, I remember the starts that I should have lost better than the starts that I won. <laughs> <laughs> let me throw in. We've, we've got a couple things. Uh, let me. Uh, producer Brad's feeding me f- uh, from uh, info from the, the uh, folks tuning in on the chat. Let me drop these in here real quick so they don't think we forgot about them. Coach, uh, you got a big fan named Hutch, uh, and Hutch is Hutch is in your corner. He wants you to keep going, doing what you're doing, and, uh, and go get him this weekend. Thanks. Uh, uh, our friend Randy Peterson, Randy's uh, listening tonight. Great oh, stuff. Yeah. Appreciate all you guys do, and have coaching the team. So thank you, Randy. Thanks, uh, Randy, for listening in, uh, getting ready for a weekend of Niner baseball. Man, so many people are so pumped up about what these guys are doing, Coach. It is so fantastic to see just how many people just just you know, want to, want to be a part of this. And that's, that's what it's all about. It is. So, yeah. I, I'm sorry, Kevin. I, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, that's okay. I was just going to jump into the game on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, that, that, there you go. See, that, that's what we want to talk about, right? That's what Woody wants to talk about. Let's talk about the game. <laughs> Let's talk about the game. Um, not, not practice. Right. So you went, <laughs> you went with Starnes. Starnes, I got to start. He said the bullpen was, was rested. Uh, I think he pitched maybe one, did he pitch one inning uh, on the weekend? Yeah, I think he pitched uh, one inning on the weekend, and then he uh, got yeah. the start on Tuesday. Yeah, um, two one inning on the weekend, two at App State. Yeah. yeah. So, went five strong, five shutout innings for Starnes. Um, longest of his career. Um, can't remember how many strikeouts he had, but kept him off balance. Uh, got got a couple guys on, but uh, had some great defensive plays, like the throw from Palali, cutting down the run at home. I think I was in the second inning, second or third inning. Um, talk about the uh, the outing from from Starnes uh, that he gave you on Tuesday, Coach. Yeah, I mean, you talk about you talk about someone stepping up and and just such a clutch performance. I mean, it was it doesn't get it. it I guess it does, but at this point of the season, you know, uh, that's about as clutch as it gets. Right there is coming off of a four game coming off of a four game series. Uh, you hadn't started. You hadn't started. Well, he started for a hitter at UNC Greensboro to match up, but you really hadn't gotten a full-on start and gone, you know, gotten the opportunity to go deep. And gosh, that he sees and make the most of it. And uh, he was in control. He was in total control the entire outing. Uh, even when there was traffic, uh, the pulse never saw the pulse go up. Never saw him break a sweat. Um, he stayed. He stayed in it one pitch at a time and just, you could just see him fighting to make the best pitch of his ability and trust that whatever happened was going to, you know, was going to happen. And, you know, we felt, we felt like once that runner got on the six with how, you know, he did, we knew he'd thrown an inning on the weekend and he threw two. So, you know, that's about nine or 10 innings in the course of a week. 
Um, and that's the deepest he had gone. And we had, we had a fresh Spencer Geesting available. We felt like in the six that, that that was the right time to, to, to make that move there. And, and, and I know, I know Trey got a big applause from, you know, the Niner nation that was, was in Chapel Hill and he certainly deserved it. I mean, that was, that was a cool moment on the mound. You could see him, you know, once we told it, once I called in for Spencer, you could see that, you know, he knew the outing was over and he was, he was staying in, he was staying in the moment and staying present and soaking it all in and couldn't happen to a, a better dude than Trey Starnes. I mean, he is, he's worked as hard as anybody on our, on our team the last, the last year. And, um, you never know when these opportunities are going to come. We talk about that all the time in our program and he made the most of it. And here we go. We found, I mean, not that we found, I mean, we knew he could do it and we knew it was capable, but you know, that's not going to be the last time you see Trey Starnes start a game for us. I can assure you. You know, what I was thinking about as that unfolded was, and we've been on sort of both sides of this, but um, I mean, you know, you guys see these guys in practice and you, you watch them work and, and that's not a perspective that the rest of us get. So, you know, if, if before the game, you walk up to me and you say, Nick, we're going to start Trey Starnes tonight and he's going to go, you know, five shutout innings. I'm going to say, I mean, I'm down for that, Woody, but is that, <laughs> he's a kind of a situational guy. Is he, is, is, is he really going to, is he going to pull that off? And you're like, yeah, yeah, he's going to do it. And then he, and then he does it. Right. I mean, and, and I would have, I would have completely lost. I, I, don't be mad at me, Starnsy. I would have completely lost any bet that you made with me right there because that was so uh, his. That just wasn't his role. That that is not what we're normally asking him to do, like you said. But the thought I had on this was, whenever we've been, it's always a conference tournament, Tom, um, and and we've been on we've been on both sides of this. When you get to Sunday in a conference tournament. Bryce McGowan is 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 used, right? Christian Lothus is is used. Brooksy's used. All his guys, Andrews used. Who's out there is Trey Starnes. Yep, <laughs> that's that's who's out there on Sunday. Yeah. And there's that's others. And there and that's the cool thing right now is we our coach staff we know there are others. There are others. Um, but Trey's one of our best competitors. One of our biggest competitors. And that was a big reason on top of the, you know, the matchup, the matchup splits when, you know, when you look at UNC's offense versus righties and lefties, um, it's very different, but ultimately we decided, we decided on Trey because we felt like we felt like he's one of our best competitors. And the, the other part of that is, and you touched on this earlier is, is Tuesday night really started Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, with 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 the, the bullpen basically getting the day off, uh, I mean, you had you, you had any direction you wanted to go. Yeah, and, and, and you they went, were definitely went to the lefty. Yep. Yeah, we went left. Lefty, we went lefty, left, lefty. Left, left and finished with Jackson. You know what game that reminds me of, Kevin? What um, at 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 NC State? Uh, what year? Oh, geez. Jacob Craver, we went – NC State could not hit lefties, and we went Craver, we went – oh, gosh, who was – we went like four lefties, and NC State couldn't handle them, and, and we took them out up there in Raleigh. It was a fantastic night. What was that, about four years ago? Man, 
Mm-hmm. I know. We got to be careful. I'll put everybody on the spot. myself on the spot because my memory's so bad at this point. But that happened. We were we were going lefty, 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 and that's kind of what we did on on Tuesday night. We did it at NC State. We did it at the, the, the Chapel Hill on Tuesday. We'll probably, I mean, we'll probably see not to get our hair ourselves, but we very we very easily could see that team again. So right. now, how many? How many innings were you thinking this was going to go, Coach? When, when once we got to, to to nine and we're going into extras, because nobody really seemed to have the upper hand in that matchup. Everybody, every time one team uh, acted, the other reacted, and and it just seemed like this was going to go for a while. No, it definitely did. And actually, I went out in the seventh inning because uh, you know Forbes and I have known each other forever, and we didn't really have too many ground rules to go over as far as. Uh, as, as far as that goes, um, pretty aware of the ground rules at that stadium, but the, um, we didn't, we didn't talk about the extra inning. Uh, you know, we didn't talk about international rules or, or straight up. Um, so I went out there in the seventh and I said, Hey guys, I was like, I said, um, I said, are we, what are we playing extra innings? Are we playing straight up? Or are we playing international? And they said, Oh, well, it, they're like, that's right. We didn't talk about it. They're like, well, if it didn't, if it didn't come up, then that then it's straight up. So, um, so in the seventh inning, I was already thinking to myself, this is probably going to go at least 10. I was more like mentally prepared for like 12, 13, 14 innings. I it just kind of had that feel. But from a pitching standpoint, I was really game planning for at least 10. You're pretty accurate, then, Coach. Um, let's, let's go through that. Let's go through that top of the top of the tenth inning. Um, great inning, like I said, back and forth game, zero zero. Um, and then in the tenth inning, the Niners struck first. Um, Keithan got the walk to get it started. Pinch awesome. ran with Parkinsonette. Uh, Parkinsonette got went first and third on Carson. Carson got a, uh, a nice hit to right field, and they reviewed the play. Then uh, that was safe at third. It was big going first or third on that. And then safety squeeze with Austin Knight. Um, uh, and that they put it third. Knight goes first. We got bases loaded for Dom. And then the explosion, we get the triple to the gap. Three runs in. And that was pretty much all we needed. We did get an insurance run on a, a Bush hit a sack five to bring Dom in, but uh, put up four nothing. Um, take us through that top of the tent. Uh, it was so exciting to watch on TV. Uh, tell us, uh, I wasn't person from the dugout. Yeah, no, I mean, AMAC, AMAC drawing a huge walk to lead us off there. And, and, uh, you know, coach Bick, he just, he, he's got such a great mind for, for base running. He said, you know, we were talking about, we, um, when AMAC is up, we usually have Parker ready to run. Um, that's kind of been a move that we've been using the last couple of weeks. But, you know, we were, were, you know, we didn't know how many innings the game was going to go. Um, you know, we didn't know if we were going to need AMAC to catch more or come back and hit more. Um, but, you know, we're sitting there talking. We're like, you know, Jacob Whitley's looked great. He's looked great for us behind the plate. And um, so we don't feel like we don't feel like, you know, we lose, you know, we lose anything there with how he's been playing and catching. And, uh I think everybody knows Parker is a little bit faster than AMAC. So, um, hmm. you know, I'm sorry. Sorry, AMAC. But the, uh, 
the things you, know, you so, learn listening to Diamond and Honor Weekly. But but Coach Bick said it. He goes because we talked about. It, I was like, well, do we do we wait until there's two outs? Do we wait until he's at second base? You know, and and Coach Bick he said it. He goes, if Carson hits a single, we need to go first to third. And I said, you're right. And so we called time, and that's when we made the switch. Is like once we both agree, once Coach Bick said that, and we both like I instantly agreed. And then we made the switch, and it was the first pitch. I mean, it was the first pitch of the at bat. Um, so like it's not the kind of thing where it, we didn't have we didn't have uh, like a couple of pitches to feel out the at bat. Like it was, if if Coach Bick hadn't stepped up and said what he said, I don't know if we I don't know if we make that move, and it's probably first and second there, um, you know, which is just different. It's just different than first and third, and then that gave us the ability and to to safety squeeze and and, um, you know, Parker didn't get a a great look at the down angle of the ball, wasn't sure if he could get there, and then Nick Pryder. The pitcher on the mound is a really good athlete. Uh, he got he closed on the ball pretty fast and flipped it to it quick, um, which worked out for us from the standpoint that that loaded the bases for Don. And, uh, you know, there I think they had a tough decision because I saw a lefty warming up down in the bullpen, and, and um, I didn't know. Uh, I think it was Caden O'Brien, left-handed pitcher for UNC, and we thought that they were going to make a pitching change. Um, you know, it's just one of those tough, tough situations that all coaches get in you know, you know, whether it's, you know, you're, you're looking at numbers, you're going off of your eyes, you're going off of, you know, what, you know, you know, third pitchers have done previous, previous appearances. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes those situations, there isn't a, a, a you know, there isn't a win-win, I guess, you know, for them necessarily in that situation. And I only say that because, Dominic Law is a really good hitter and the bases were loaded and, and he put a great swing on, on, you know, against pride who had been shutting us down for a number of innings up to that point. So um, not an easy thing to do. And Dom came through with just such a clutch hit and God, he was rolling around the bases. I mean, he was flying and uh, you know, came sliding into third hard. And then to your point, like you said, we got the sack fly to right, which Caleb Roberts has, has a plus plus arm in right field. You know, he almost threw Parker out at third and, um, you know, and then comes back and bang, bang play at the plate where that gets reviewed um, a little frustratingly because I saw him pretty clearly touch home. Um, but uh, everybody you know, thank- clearly touch home. Thankfully, thankfully, we have replay and, and there was no, uh, there was no need to get fired up on that one. So we got that fourth run and then it was Jackson's turn and, um, he's been a little bit under the weather and, um, you know, just competed greatly to seal the deal. Fantastic. Fantastic night. I mean, it was, it was awesome to, to watch and see, and I know it was great there. And it sounds like we had some, a lot of folks make the, make the trip and maybe even had some, uh, some Niners doing a, a function there or something like that. And so there were, it sounds like there was plenty of green uh in, in chapel hill on tuesday night there was there was a lot there was a lot of it on the first base side it was awesome to see fantastic awesome so all right let's um let's, let's take a look at some of these other uh stories well one thing we're gonna drop in because we're gonna we're gonna talk rankings here in a minute but uh need to mention some hardware because well we like that. 
Um, Austin Knight picked up Conference USA Hitter of the Week, uh, which is uh, of surprising to no one because Austin Knight rakes. And if you yep. don't know that, where you've been. Um, national ranking stuff. We mentioned uh, this. We we always pick out the poll that has us the highest, and that's been D one consistently. Shocking. D one D one guys have spent a lot of time watching our team, and they always give us they always give us a lot of respect. So imagine that. Fifteenth in the D one baseball poll. Seventeenth in the USA Today. Seventeenth in the NCBWA. I look forward to saying that every week. NCBWA baseball writers poll. Seventeenth in the Perfect Game poll. And hey, Baseball America. Nineteenth. Baseball America is 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 catching up even. So good stuff. Uh, again, Coach. I know that stuff's for the fans, but we we're we're fired up about it. It's it's cool to see our name, uh, our name, and not our name, but the new logo. You know when they make these graphics. And and that that C that all in C it looks like the one Kevin's hat there it looks like it belongs with yep. with all those other I mean it's fantastic just it's awesome no it looks really good oh tw- one more twenty fifth in collegiate baseball I forgot that one so anyway we're we're getting rankings and you know what they're just they're just for this week right you just gotta gotta go improve yourself again this weekend yep. uh, which we'll talk about Kevin let's. Uh, in the in the the spirit of awards, let's um let's walk coach through through the weekly awards and see what we come up with. And uh, I bet we might come we might know who some of these people are. We could probably guess, but let's let's see let's see who the coaching staff gave the awards for this week. All right, um, coach. First up, we got leadership, effort, attitude award. I'm sure there are plenty to choose from with the the big four big or four victories on the week. I guess they're not counting Tuesday, only counting the weekend. So it's still four victories from last Tuesday. That's right. From last Tuesday. You're right. You're right. You were right the first time. There you go. Um, yeah, no, I'm looking at it right here in front of me. It's um our leadership effort and attitude. That was um Matt Brooks. It was Brook it was Brooksy for his gutsy performance. Um it was, it was for his gutsy performance there on Sunday. Um, you know, he's and he, he just does all the little things. You know, he's he's the game four starter. He's not going to start the game until 530 in the afternoon, but he's out there fixing the mound at 10 a.m. and doing all the little things um, behind the scenes to, to help us, you know, be in position. So leadership ever and add to is Matt Brooks. All right. Um got uh, a lot of good defensive plays during the week. Um, who uh, did you guys pick for the defensive player of the week? Um, let me see here. Yeah, that was uh, it was Todd Elwood. I mean, when Woody when Woody makes that throw, it's kind of a signature play. Um, you know, I thought defensively we we you know we fielded nine seventy seven. I think I think we only made three errors last week. Um, defensively, we had a we had a really good week overall, but um, you know that play, the play at the plate, you know Woody to Woody to aim Mac. I thought that was thought that was huge. Yeah, that play ended up being uh, D one baseball's top play of the week. We got some national recognition for that. Yeah, that was, it was nice really cool. Um, next award you guys give out is uh, quality at bat of the week. Yeah, that quality at bat leader was Will Butcher. Butch was seven for fifteen. On the week, um, you know, I know uh, 
obviously Austin, obviously Austin had a good week. Um, you know, McCabe had a great week. Um, a bunch of guys did, you know, so that it's, it's always good when you have a number. Aaron McKeithen had a great week. Um, you know, there's a number of guys that had a really good week for us, but, um, overall just our quality of bat with how we scored and in factor, um, Will Butcher was, was the winner. The, the good thing with all these awards is you got plenty to choose from on every every category. Um, so our position player of the week, uh, he's covered, uh, I'm assuming it's Austin Knight, but tell us Austin, Austin, guys. Austin, Austin did win our, our position player of the week. Yeah, he was awesome. Man, that, that was a good uh, choice for y'all. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. It was tough. He only, he only batted, what, uh, 429 on the week with Three doubles and and ten RBIs, seven runs. I feel scored, like so that's, you know we give we give out dugout we give out you know the dugout card you know when we win a game we give out the dugout card to kind of our player of the game and honestly I feel like like just you know I feel like, like we could give Austin you know Austin could have like probably fifteen dugout cards like twenty dugout cards right now you but could have them bound into a book. It's kind of like all right Austin well you had a great game but we're going to give the dugout card to somebody else so. <laughs> <laughs> he under, he yeah, at well, this point was, he understands. Well, it was, it was nice to see him finally win conference they here of the week. Um, add that hardware to the resume for hopefully yeah. a, a player of the year type resume in conference USA. Um, let's yeah. move on to the mound. Uh, your 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 pitching awards. You got the, the whip leader, starting pitcher of the week, and the reliever of the week, coach. Well, our start our starting pitcher of the week. I mean, it's really really tough. Um, but had to, you know, Brooksy taking a, a, a it was a no hitter, but it was basically a perfect game because the one batter that reached base got picked off, um, or caught stealing. So, um, you know, Brooksy was our starting pitcher of the week. And you really didn't have a much of a reliever, uh, on Sunday, but, uh, you did have a few on Friday and during the, the app state game. Who got, who'd you guys go with, with for a reliever of the week? Um, yeah, hold on, let me, I got it over here. Sorry. Um, yeah, we had, we had a bunch of guys that had one appearance. Um, but we felt like, um, felt like Christian, Christian Lothis came in and had big, had, had big appearances. Um, so he was our, he was our reliever of the week. Um, but we felt like, you know, I, I do what we'd want to acknowledge that, and I thought Gus Hughes and Nick Turnbull came in and threw great. I thought those two guys, I thought those two guys, they came in, um, they looked really good. Um, you couldn't, you couldn't see really any rust on them at all. They looked fresh, they looked ready, and I'm, I'm excited to see those guys back in there again. Realistically, I mean, the way it turned out in the end, I mean, if if a, if a couple hit, if you get you know a couple more plays uh, strung together, a couple more hits strung together, you look back and you talk about those guys keeping you in it. Yep. Um, I mean, because it, you know, you were you had a couple, you had your opportunities late. Absolutely. All right. Want to jump on to ask Coach Woody? Yeah, I, I'm gonna make a suggestion here because we've got a great, we've got a great ask Coach Woody, Coach Woody question. Awesome. And, and let, me, let me throw this in first, and then and then we're, I'm gonna make a make a suggestion. So here's what's going on on Twitter right now. Mark Cologne was tweeting about the Panthers draft picks. 
and and who he wants and the Panthers getting a left tackle. Okay. Randy, who we heard from earlier, Randy Peterson replies to him and says, Hey, you're missing Coach Woodard on Diamond Niner weekly. Priorities. He tells Mark to get his priorities in order. Mark replies and says, I know Woody's priorities. See ball, hit ball, catch ball, score early and often. Go Niners. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what's going on on Twitter right now. That's awesome. Um, here's my here's my here's my proposal. We got to get Coach Woody. I hope he's going to bed, but he's probably going to study Old Dominion. This week's Ask Coach Woody question is about the upcoming weekend. So why don't we let Kevin see if you agree on this here? Why don't we let this week's Ask Coach Woody question also be our Charlotte 49ers Grand Slam Club look at the week ahead? We'll kill two birds with one stone. We normally talk about the conference standings and the matchups of the weekend. Let me summarize that for anybody who's been under a rock. We're on top, and if we're going to stay on top, we're going to have to take care of business against Old Dominion in Norfolk, Virginia this weekend. There's your Conference USA wrap-up. So, (laughs) Kevin, how about you bring us the Charlotte 49ers Grand Slam Club look at the week ahead, ask Coach Woody question about that. All right. All right, I will. Um, Nick, you always tell people on our show that uh, they see us at the Hayes, come up and talk to us and introduce themselves, and and that happened quite a few times at the Hayes this weekend. Um, one of the guys we talked to, Michael Player, he had a question of the week for Ask Coach Woody. Michael asked, um, do you approach this weekend series different than any other weekend series since you've already played ODU four times within the last week? Um, that's a great question. No, uh, not really. Um you know, it's, it's, we feel like, we feel like the processes that we've put in place as far as practice and preparation and game planning and, you know, writing out the lineup and, you know, you like bullpen usage and all those things, they've, they've been going pretty well. So we're going to try to stick with the things that have, have gone pretty well for us. Um, you know, we, we've changed some signs, we've changed some, you know, I, I'll, I'll give, you know, numbers from the dugout as far as like offensive plays and, you know, mental cues or mantras. Uh, and so we had to change a bunch of numbers in case that they were, you know, writing any numbers down, you know, last weekend um, and just making sure that our signs don't get taken. So it's more kind of like, it's more kind of like gamesmanship, systematic stuff. We've kind of, we've changed uh, but as far as our approach and, you know, our intensity and throttle, that's all going to be the same. You, you've already had a week of prepare, preparation prior to this. Was this week more of a fine-tuning? Um, uh, kind of like you did Saturday. Uh, you had a day off, regrouped, uh, saw some things on Friday that you wanted to do or take advantage of. Now you had a, a week between – were you doing that this week? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, Monday was, you know, a typical Monday for us uh, as far as just guys getting treatment and um, had optional lift and open indoor and open field for guys. You know, every player is a little bit different this phase. Some guys, you know, there's some guys that need, you know, more lifting and more hitting and more reps. And then there's guys that need a little bit less lifting and less hitting and less reps. 
you know, so Monday is kind of for each guy to sort of really kind of decide how they need to, what they need to do as far as being ready for Tuesday. Obviously Tuesday was a game and we got back late. So we didn't start practice till a little bit later on Wednesday and we shortened it a little bit. So, um, but we stayed on our pretty, you know, pretty general Wednesday. Um, we do with, uh, you know, pitchers who need to throw, they throw a lot. We usually scrimmage. We did live at bats to get our guys off their feet a little bit. So there are kind of our, our guys who've been on their feet a lot or are not on their feet as much. So instead of a scrimmage, we did live at bats. And then after live at bats, we did our, what we do is a green black drill, which is, um, it's kind of about a 45 minute drill with four rotations of, uh, a big, what's called a hack attack. We put a big hack attack on the mound and it, and it's a machine that can shoot a more simulated fastball that we're going to see in a game. So it's more of a challenge for our hitters than if a coach throws and we'll put the big hack on, on the mound and challenge our guys. But that's also where we get a lot of good base running reps. And, um, we think that that's where, you know, we put a heavy emphasis on getting better in base running each week in that drill. So, um, and in my experience, uh, over the years, we did a very similar drill at UNC when I was an assistant coach there, when we would take a week off from that drill, it usually didn't go that how we wanted to that weekend. So, um, we make sure even if we're a little bit tired, we, even if we're tired, we have to modify that drill a little bit. We'll still, we'll still get it in, um, to kind of stay on our same rhythm. Um, and then we had a really good, you know, our normal, Thursday bus ride up to Norfolk and our normal Thursday evening practice, which, uh, you know, today was very normal. The guys, they look good. They look fresh, look ready to go. It's more about just managing ourselves um, and making sure that, you know, from a gamesmanship standpoint that, you know, old dominion is not able to go watch film or make any notes from last in the dugout last week and know that, you know, this sign means this, or this sign means that, or, discount they do this or this count they do that and just make sure that we're able to flip the script on them if we need to we appreciate uh the, the question michael um it was great meeting we met michael we met mark we, we met some people michael michael said he said you know i've actually been listening to you guys since it was just you guys and producer brad to which i said well first thank you and second i'm sorry um so, but everybody agrees that with, with coach Woody on, on the show, that this is, you know, much more, it's much more informative. I'll promise you that <laughs> DW wrote in DW has nominated coach Woody for Panthers left tackle. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to admit that. And I'm going to suggest that if the Panthers are looking for some O-line help and they're talking, looking at the Charlotte baseball squad, they might want to go talk to Hale Sims. Yeah, that would be a better that would be a better option. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think Hale could get in some people's way. You know, I think, I think big I think big country is a is a better option. Yeah, there, I, DW. I like that. DW. <laughs> yeah, yeah, DW. He's always got something pithy pithy comments. All right, coach, we're gonna get you we're gonna get you out of here. We always give you the last word here. Uh, Big four-game series, Old Dominion starting tomorrow afternoon, 3.30, doubleheader on Saturday, finale on Sunday. What you got for us? Yeah, no, I just um, 
know, obviously our guys are two things. Obviously our guys are, are really excited about the weekend. Um, you know, but, um, it's not, it's not lost on our coaching staff and our players and our program, everybody affiliated that we're coming up you know, on the, on the two year anniversary, um, of a pretty significant event on our campus. And I remember exactly where I was when I, when I got the news and, um, you know, I'll just say, I'll just say that, um, even though I was, I was not a 49er when that event occurred, um, you know, I know my heart and, and all of our coaches' hearts and all of our players' hearts go out to the family members and everyone involved and affected um, in that event two years ago. So our hearts, our hearts and thoughts will be with everyone this weekend back on campus. Amen. Amen. Well said. All right, folks, that's going to do it. If you're not fired up, some Charlotte baseball. We can't help you. That's going to do it for us. Time to jump on ODU again. We love hearing from you all. Feel free to reach out. We've having folks in the chat this this week has been fun. Y'all keep that up. That makes that makes the show even that much better. Uh, for you guys chiming in, so feel free to reach out any of our social media platforms. And if you're old fashioned like us, just keep saying hello with the haze. We're getting more people in all the time, and it sounds like maybe some stuff's coming down the pike. We're going to get even more people in the haze before this is all over with. So keep keep your eyes peeled for that. So come say hi to us when you get to the ballpark. That's going to do it for us, folks. We're out of here. It's time for another weekend in Niners baseball. Until next time, we'll see you at the Hayes. Go Niners. <laughs>